Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds, a DC fan podcast. My name is Jordan and with me as always is Chris. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing well. Uh, I had class this morning, had like a little presentation I had to do, and then I got a big assignment that I got to turn in by midnight. Uh, So, you know, it's life of a college student uh, back in the swing of college for the fall semester and I got a winter course coming up and I got a plane in spring. So, you know, this is a nice distraction from everything that I got to deal with. Nothing all that bad, but like this is this is going to be a lot more fun than what I was doing. Yeah, I bet. I hope it's more fun than what you were doing, honestly. Um, Or else that says something about this podcast. But uh, (laughs) today we are going to talk mainly about uh, the, the Kryptonians, right? We got Superman and Lois season four. Uh, is now confirmed to be the final season. And I wanted to spend some time with us maybe coming up with three each around. It doesn't have to be uh, exact if we uh, share the same um, you know, uh, list or anything. But pretty much three things we each kind of want to see in season four. Um, since it is the last season. And it has ten episodes. you know. So we're, we're going to talk that through. But before we get there, we have some news. Because uh, the SAG after a strike is over, so now we're starting to get some more castings. Uh, so we got a casting for uh, Superman Legacy. This dropped like just uh, two hours ago, two and a half hours ago. But it's Maria Gabriela Di Faria is a Venezuelan actress. Uh, she's been on Fox comedies like Animal Control and The Moody's. She is going to be joining Superman Legacy as Angelica, uh, sorry, Angela Spica, uh, also known as the Engineer, and they are uh, part of the Authority and premiered in the Authority Volume One, Number One, in 1999. The Authority, I know that's not something we both know super well, but look, let's just write this down right now we're gonna talk about it before legacy comes out we're gonna we're gonna read it we're gonna talk about it on this podcast um sometime before legacy releases that way we have some familiarity with the characters if you don't read it we can tell you about the characters and you can kind of get some background knowledge on these characters that are about to have their own movie as well um so i'm not like uh there's nothing in this casting that makes me be like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, this is not perfect. Because I just really don't know anything yeah. about uh, about her or the character. So for me, the conversation more shifts to the authority, which we've heard is in this movie. I know some people are not down with that. Um, I think they're going to be a good foil for Superman 
it seems like they will have been around for a bit, maybe. Uh, like the other superheroes, like Guy Gardner and Mr. Terrific. And that Superman is going to probably take some issues with the way that they handle things. And, and I think yep. they're going to take some issues with the way Superman handles things. And I think that is what some of the drama is going to be. I don't think you're going to have a traditional villain out of the authority. There might be another traditional villain in this. But what I mean, like there may not be a... The, the authority may not be like a big bad, but they're definitely going to be something that rubs up against the way that Clark likes to handle stuff. So I think that's very interesting. It's something we haven't really seen before in the movies. And that's why I'm kind of digging it because I know some people are like, give me Brainiac, give me Lex, give me this. Uh, I know we haven't seen Brainiac yet in really film. Um, seen him in Krypton and, and Smallville, but uh, and I guess technically in Supergirl. But for me, I think this is like, I, I like that James Gunn is taking a big swing. He's doing something that hasn't really been seen before in Superman film, and I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about the authority, not because I know them, but because it's a new pocket of DC to really get into as we get into a new universe for us. Like DCU is brand new. I do think that we just talked about Kingdom Come, and I think this is going to be like a little miniature version of Kingdom Come where Superman has to set the example for the other heroes. You know, we talk about this as a lived-in world and that there are superheroes and stuff already going on in the DC Universe. It's not like nobody knows about superheroes and, um, you know, it's not an origin story for Superman. So I would like to see... Superman kind of set the example for this world uh, the way that he kind of did, in, you know, as an older uh, disgruntled Kingdom Come guy, if he can do that in his prime uh, with a group that maybe sh share his intent to do the right thing, but go about it in a completely different way that just doesn't jive with the symbol of hope uh, that is Superman. I think that that could be really cool. Now, I don't know much about the uh, casting that we, we just talked about, but I will say it is cool to get some diversity in there. Uh, you know, get a Latina actress uh, involved. That's that's very cool. And, you know, I just saw the picture, you know, that was put out side by side with the comic book version and the actress. And, I mean, it looks like spot on. So there's really nothing negative to take from this. Uh, especially because I don't know much about the authority. But, you know, I love that James Gunn is, you know, just putting this casting out there and, you know, they could be really secretive. Oh, are, are the authority in Superman Legacy? You know, maybe maybe the whole group isn't, but the fact that there's some authority in there, I think it builds off. And we could be overreacting because, I mean, this could be all about post credits. Let's be honest. We, we have no, no they would not. They would not announce this for a post-credit scene. Uh, these things do not get announced by Deadline or Hollywood Report or anything for for post-credits. This she's going to have a sizable part. I, I will say. And for anybody saying, well, James Gunn said they weren't in it. No, he said he never said they were, uh, which is a mm -hmm. nothing answer. <laughs> that is a people. He leaked, loves those answers. He loves those leaked, answers that could go either way. Right. People leaked that they were in it and. People asked him questions, and he just said, I never said they were in it. He wasn't confirming it. This this is a little bit more of a confirmation. Uh, 
And again, she, she, they may not actually be the full-on villain villain, right? They're just going to be somebody that probably really is a foil. Um, they could be the villain villain, right? The the authority. But I'm thinking it's going to be more like... It would be bold for them to be the villain. Like, that would be... Especially a, like, they have a movie swing. right after it. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, down. that would be a really big swing by James Gunn. I would think you'd see a more traditional Superman villain, Parasite, Brainiac, something like that. Um, I could even see like a live wire or something in there. Just, you know, something Superman we would think would be in there. I don't think Lex Luthor is going to be the main villain. I think they've done that to death, but I think Lex Luthor is definitely going to be a figure in the background and a character that matters to the story. So, you know, it would be really bold for the authority to be a central figure of the movie. I just, the only thing that worries me is it has to be a movie that is about Superman and it's about Lois. I think the show we're, we're about to talk about later in this episode gives the great example of how you have to do Superman. And that is cl very Clark focused and very Lois focused. So that's the only worry I have when I see all these other characters in there. I trust James Gunn. I think the story will be good, but I mean, until I know how everything pieces together, it's kind of like, Oh man, there's a lot in here. It's like a lot of ingredients in this, in this dish. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about that the way some people are because uh, of what he's done with guardians and stuff like that. So, uh, Look, I know people will try to compare that to probably my thoughts on BVS and stuff, but let me just say it's all about execution. It's all about execution. Mm -hmm. We had so many characters in Infinity War, and guess what? It worked out fine. Nobody cared. Right? Yep. So as long as it's done right, it won't be a problem. Um, So that's really what it comes down to. So if it executes well, great. He also was able to confirm about Superman Legacy before we move on to Supergirl, uh, it is still slated for July 11th, uh, 2025. They're going to start filming in March, apparently. That gives them plenty of time. That gives them plenty of time. Uh, anytime mm -hmm. people complain about stuff like that, and I know people will say, well, Rise of Skywalker wasn't great. But if you look at Rise of Skywalker, they were still like, they started, fil I think, Prince of principal photography, like just a little bit more a year out from the film. So. That's usually the time frame for these Hollywood films. It's about a year to like 18 months turnaround. So that gives them plenty of time. They'll be fine. Um, James Gunn is usually somebody, like they said in, at Marvel, comes in under budget and on time. I don't have a, I don't think there's going to be a problem with that. So I'm really looking forward to it. July, uh, I don't know, 11th, July 12th, 2025, we will be here recapping it. Um, and Chris, let's, let's maybe say we should try to go live that time. Yeah. We should try we to really go live should. for it. Look, there's never been a more important movie for DC. There will never be a more important movie. That's, that's the thing There there will never be a more important movie for DC than Superman legacy, whether it's good or bad, it will define what comes next, what the expectations are moving forward. And I'm not one of those people that says it has to hit a billion because I think we're in a culture that with superhero movies where 
that's changed. And I think that the drought of 2024 is going to really also change this even further. But I think, you know, you need to make uh, a good profit on it. And the it has to be acclaimed. This is a movie that has to be Rotten Tomatoes friendly. It has to, the reviews have to be mostly positive. People have to have a reason to go see this movie. Uh, the pressure is huge. So we're going to we're going to ride every step of the way here. I mean, we will go live. That, that it's it's that big. It, it's that big. I mean, I might even record a video walking out of the theater telling you <laughs> what I think. Put that on Twitter real quick because I you will should. be able to contain you should. myself. And then send it to me and we can put it on our yeah. TikTok that doesn't get enough use right now. So Yeah, and to be honest, I will be able to contain myself whether it's good or bad. Whether I right. walk out of the theater defeated because well, I've walked out of the theater defeated before. I'm a DC fan. I walked out of Batman vs Superman, not knowing how to feel about that movie, and I just sat there in my car thinking, you know, there were things I loved about it, and you know, I'm a DC fan. I I'm not allowed to be that happy. So, uh, yeah. Superman Legacy could be a huge reward. We have a, another Kryptonian to talk about though, and I don't want to like go crazy on Superman Legacy. Because we don't have that much news on it uh, as of now. Also, for people that were worried about the uh, tax write-offs uh, that that killed briefly Coyote versus Acme, that uh, was written by James Gunn, co-written by James Gunn, starring J- uh, John Cena. That movie is being shopped around now and also there was a report from deadline that said gun and saffron's dcu will not meet the same fate as other warner brother projects we understand that the filmmaker friendly gun and saffron's green lights moving forward are bona fide and not in any danger of tax tricks so yeah that's coming from sources so there you go that's that's good news. that's such a silly story from warner brothers i mean they're just at it again uh they David Zaslav is very into selling off things rather than uh, putting things on streaming. I, I, you know, he's very profit focused. I think he should be more brand focused, but that's a conversation for another day. I mean, look I, at Merry Little Batman, right? That's an Amazon. That's yep. going to premiere on Amazon, uh, which is, you know, typically that would have just been thrown on HBO Max or Max now, right? So Well, I want to know why I'm supposed to s- subscribe to Max when pretty much everything DC is, is also on Netflix. Is, 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 yeah, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime, it's on Netflix. Because they just um, put all the DCEU on Netflix. Right, and it's like, I already pay for Netflix, you know? I, I already pay for Amazon Prime. I pay for Amazon Prime regardless of the video. Like, I, I, I need a you know, for the two day shipping and the, I'll probably and the be pretty good benefit. I'll probably be canceling Max at some point once I'm done watching something on there right now because I mean they gotta put content on there. They're not even putting good HBO content on there right now. There's a drought. I mean secession was pretty big for me. I really enjoyed it. But like I'll Max, cancel I'll cancel until House of the Dragon season two. There you go. And then I'll cancel after that until uh the the uh what's it called? Um Last of Us 2. It's like all that's out right now on there. Yeah, they need more marquee talent on that. They need more stuff. I mean, they have all these hubs, but it's kind of like Netflix. You get lost just trying to find things to watch. I mean, 
other than the DC uh, animated stuff, what do they got? And Netflix has a lot of that. So like, it doesn't like Netflix might not have Justice League Unlimited, but they have Justice League the uh, animated series. I, it's just it's what is Warner Brothers doing? What is their strategy? Um, I, I I think they're very short sighted, and that makes me nervous. But you know what? They seem to be all about the plan with DC and James Gunn. So I think that's separate from this conversation. Uh, so let's talk Supergirl, which is uh, found its writer, which is Anna Nakuera. And something that's very interesting about this. One, she doesn't have very many uh, writing credits. I'm not too worried about that the way other people are but uh she is actually it's kind of like a redo for her because she was hired to write a supergirl movie in 2022 when warner brothers was developing a project as a spinoff of the flash while the flash was in post-production so this would have starred sasha Kaye's uh supergirl but when gun and saffron took over they thought you know maybe that's done but now that mm-hmm. they've you know, brought the idea of bringing Woman of Tomorrow uh, to the DCU. I guess Gunn and Saffron really liked what she had wrote in the previous script, and they're giving her a chance to write this one. Apparently the script's already completed because Gunn's Mm -hmm. comment says, "Uh, Anna is an amazing writer whose screenplay adaptation of Woman of Tomorrow is above and beyond anything I hoped it would be. We're excited to be moving forward on this unique take of Supergirl in this beautiful star-spanning tale. And then somebody asked, hey, when are you going to start looking for directors? He said, now. They also Somebody asked, was writing during the writer's strike. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm assuming this was just, uh, you know, something that couldn't be announced during the writer's strike, but yeah. already completed. Yeah. Uh, then somebody asked about... You know, the the writer, I mean, the artist uh, of the work, which is, uh, I had it here in front of me. Their name is uh, Bilquis Evely. And uh, Tom King just came out recently. as was like, please, you know, credit this person more since they were mm-hmm. uh, a writer, like an, an artist on this. And uh, James Gunn confirmed that both them and Tom King are uh, working on it. That's cool. That's cool. And, you know, she's probably doing a lot of the uh, concept art and stuff like that. Um, That art in that book is amazing. That story is, I mean, that story is not really that hard to write in terms of there's a lot there. And you can, if you adapt it pretty faithfully, you can have a pretty good movie out of that. So. I think, you know, it's really just taking it from the comic book and making it into a movie form. And if they're really adapting that, I'm excited because that's my favorite Supergirl story. I think Supergirl in the comics, very inconsistent. And that was the exact vibe that I want from Supergirl in the DCU. So I think James Gunn is a fan of it because it's a beautiful story. And uh, I, I can't get enough of that story. So. Uh, I need to read it again. I've actually read it twice because after all the uh, hype, after uh, it was announced they were making this, I I, I was like, I keep talking about it. I'm going to read it again. So um, it's a really good book. 
I really enjoy Ruthie. I hope Ruthie, uh, the character that tags along with Supergirl on the Space Odyssey, is a part of this movie. I really hope it's a, I, I don't want to say a true adaptation, but I hope it's the major inspiration. I, I really do. Well, that's the thing people ask, like, is it going to be an actual adaptation? Uh, the way that James Gunn wrote this, where he says the script of this adaptation of Woman of Tomorrow makes me think it's going to be more like an adaptation than, let's say, mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, right? Which is Or Civil War, which are, like, in-name only and have, like, yep. some bearing to it. I think this will be a little bit closer to the source material, which I still have to read. Uh, so I'm going to have to jump on that very soon. But yeah, yes, so that's, it's really good. There you go. That's our Superman news. Superman and Supergirl DCU news. As we get ready to uh, really start seeing a lot more of this type of stuff ramp up for DC. Mm-hmm. Um, there was rumors of a writer attached to Batman Brave and the Bold, but that is just somebody still in talks. Apparently they haven't really... Uh, Locked that down yet, but uh, so I, I'm not really. We're not really going to talk about it on this episode. Yeah, Batman: Brave and the Bold seems a bit far off. I actually am interested that Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow is already finding the uh, looking for the director and already is written. I think it might tag like tag team it with like the Authority and Superman it might come, Legacy. Yeah, it might come a lot sooner than we think because. Mm-hmm. Because it was in the back end of chapter one in terms of the presentation. Yes, in terms of presentation. And I think Mm -hmm. what we're learning is maybe that presentation is not the order of things. Chronological order. We already heard James say that they're not going to roll on something without having a completed script. It sounds like this script is completed. So I'm assuming what they're working on is in the order of uh, just getting this stuff done, right? Like in in this... And this doesn't have to connect as much because she is kind of on her own doing her own thing. So it's not like it is going to tee up something else uh, or Mm -hmm. like something else needs to tee this up. It can be a very contained story and it doesn't take much to connect to Superman with Supergirl. So it's, it doesn't have to be a huge part of the story to have that connective tissue. You're hoping legacy is a huge hit that then people mm-hmm. see the shield and say, I got to go see Supergirl," And that's probably why this might be moving as fast as Supergirl right. right now. So one thing I'm very interested to see is the branding of Superman legacy. I know we saw the 78 fonts, uh, the classic Superman fonts yeah. with the announcement. That's that, what I would but say. I'm, I'm interested in the people... shield. People always I mean, think 78, but, you know, that is just it's the classic comic from the 30s book. on right. to today. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious about the shield and the Superman logo that we get. I know I've seen a lot of buzz for maybe that simple S, that black uh, shield of like the old school, not like the kingdom come, but like the old school, my mom made, made it for me suit. Right. right. I, I, I would love what I really want is them to do what they did in Superman and Lois. They give you a glimpse of, hey, my mom made it for me. And then they go into a more traditional suit. That's what I'm hoping. I hope I see both in the movie. Um, But I wouldn't mind Superman having a bit of a rebrand with that old school simple S and that black like little triangle 
Um, I think it would make a huge distinction between this Superman and everything we've gotten before. The one thing I know is the colors have to pop because the Snyderverse really made it that dark and depressed. I, I don't know if you saw this, but Jacob E. Lordy uh, declined uh, to audition for Superman. And he said, nope, that was an automatic no for me. It's too dark. And I'm like, Superman? I think uh, some people are reading it that way. I think he may have been reading it like uh, almost like career wise in the sense of how the DC fans have been. <laughs> that might uh, be. It might be a little, you know, context that might be could the be important there. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't, but, I can't read too much into it. Cause there's no way this Superman's, If he thinks Superman's too dark, the brand of DC, especially Superman I mean that that that's a problem. Like anyone who just like, oh yeah, Superman is dark and brooding. I I I, I hope that's not the case. I really do. I read that and I just looked at the tweet for like thirty seconds, going, "Hello, darkness, my old friend. How's this is bad." So I'm glad he isn't the Superman because I I think David Cornsweet is winning me over every chance he gets. And then so far yeah. we have nothing, nothing. I mean, I want to see the suit on him so bad. Um, I know. You know, I, I think what you're going to get is a very simple suit, whether it's trunks or not, it's going to have pretty much exactly what you think. I think it's going to be a brighter blue than what we see in Superman and Lois even, which I think is a pretty good suit. I think the S is going to be a very normal, like just normal Superman S. Uh, I, I, I know they tried to stylize it different for Man of Steel, and it doesn't work for me. The weird, like, raised things in the S and how weird the S looks didn't really work for me in Man of Steel. And I'm just like, can't we go to a normal... You know, Superman's S is, like, you, it's hard to ruin that because it's been yeah. around for so long, and so many comics get it right. It's like, let's just do that. You know, whether, like I said, whether they have the trunks or not, which I do want, but I am fine if they decide not to, if it looks something like some of the more modern Superman suits that look, you know, I think what Rebirth suit had no trunks and looked pretty decent. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I got to be honest with you. If you changed the S, like the Supergirl suit in the Flash, I like the red top going into the cape. I kind of like that as a different look. And if you change the S to like a more traditional Superman S and not the Snyder S, that suit would look great on Superman, like mm -hmm. like a man version. Like I I love that concept. Uh, I I want them to do something similar to that. To be honest with you, I just think if you make it look distinctive but classic at the same time, you win. And you know you just the branding has to be on point. It just has to be on point. Hopefully, hopefully we get some leaks, uh, you know, some photo leaks or like yeah. releasing a picture like the day of production, like they did for Man of Steel. And well, remember um, when Robert Pattinson had just the red tinted yes. little video and it was just like. So maybe we will see something then yeah, before yeah. production starts and we can have a whole episode dedicated to it. So I don't think you can give enough away before Superman Legacy. I don't mean like give up plot or give up like who's in it all together. But like, I don't think you can like I some 
people would like to keep the suit secretive. I think you need to get that suit on as many things as possible. Yeah. And just yep. brand the daylights out of this movie. Cereal boxes, billboards, uh, internet ads. Uh, you should have it, uh, you know, spot NFL on CBS sponsored by Superman Legacy. Anything you can freaking put Superman on. I You put him on Wheaties, 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 everything. Everything. I want Superman balloons everywhere. I just want it to be Superman taking over the world. You can't escape it. I want it to be transfixed on Krypton. That's what I want. I want the world to become Krypton in terms of the marketing surge for this movie because I think people need to be reminded why they like Superman. I think there's a lot of people who have liked Superman in the past that don't care about him right now that could get excited again if you're given a uh, reason to that, that's my theory, but yeah. All right. So let's move on to Superman and Lois season four and what we want to see in Superman and Lois season four, which is the final season. So mm-hmm. how about this? Uh, do you have three things for sure? Then I do have three things for sure. Okay. So I'll start with my number one and then I will pass it off to you for yours. Okay. All right. So, one of the things I want, I went in order of chronological, okay? Not like most I want. I went with what I, you know, what would happen first in the season. And for me, I want a classic Lex vs. Superman standoff on this show. Um, We know that Lex is the main villain this season. They kind of said something about that when they were giving their... I think final season thing of like how they're happy they can have, you know, uh, Lex go up against these, you know, Superman and Lois. And so for me, I think that is number one is I want a classic Superman and Lex scene. They happen all the time in Smallville. I want to see it now with Superman wearing the suit and I want uh, him to come face to face because we get a little bit of it when he does his walk and appears with, uh, you know, at Lois's as Lois and Clark's house, but we didn't see much of like the Superman side of Clark interacting with him this season. So that is item number one on my list. Is I want to see these two have a classic standoff. You know, it doesn't have to be a physical confrontation, but just them like kind of spouting their different ideals, right? I think that is what is usually so good about these two characters. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think Lex has to be front and center in this uh, series. I think what he did at the end of last season, coming to the doorstep of the Kents, uh, creating Doomsday. I mean, yeah. And when you talk about Superman comics, Lex Luthor and Superman having a showdown, a battle of wills, a battle of ideology is so huge because you remember Lex Luthor isn't usually I know he's got the suits that allow him to fight with Superman sometimes but it's really Superman has to deal with Lex as an annoying pest as a problem in his way and Lex sees Superman as someone in his way Superman sees Lex as an impediment of justice that he has to ideologically fight with so I I agree with that 100% I want to see that showdown my number one thing I want to see for this is I want to see a creative and satisfying conclusion to that cliffhanger 
with Doomsday. I want to see that battle on the moon. I want to see how, because you can't, theoretically, you can't kill Doomsday. So, uh, so, you know, and I don't want to see Death of the Superman story in a 10-episode season. Uh, that's going to be the final season. So I want to see a creative and uh, way. I just want this Doomsday story to end on a way where I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen in Superman content. Because that cliffhanger is huge. Um, so before anything, I want to see that. And I would really, my idea for it would be, you put them in the Phantom Zone. I think that would be a really cool way to bring that into the show. Uh, and I don't see another solution. So um, I would love to see the Phantom Zone explored. Uh, I would love to see Doomsday in there. And I, I, you know, I'd love to see Superman come up with a way that maybe connects to his Kryptonian heritage to uh, beat Doomsday. I, maybe he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and he figures something out. You know, he has Doomsday contained for a little bit. Something like that. I would love to see that. That's my number one thing because that's all I've been able to think about uh, when I think about <laughs> Superman since uh, that cliffhanger with the awesome Soundgarden song. It's just like, yeah, uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, uh that's a good point. I would love to see them use some sort of clever way to get rid of Doomsday instead of like, you know, killing him or something like that. So putting him in the Phantom Zone is a good way to do it. I don't know if we'll see it explored too much with budget issues. Um, what we also seen is something that uh, the house got knocked down, the exterior mm -hmm. of the house, which means I think Metropolis. No, I actually think they'll still be there because the, the town is still there. I think mm. what you're going to see is a lot of reused uh, establishing shots of the Kent farm and then cut right into them being inside the house. Uh, that way they don't have to spend any money filming outside the house again or on location like that. They would just be able to do it in studio, which saves money. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think you'll... I, I think Metropolis would actually cost more money because they have to come up with so many more sets and probably film more on location. So I'm assuming it's going to be more of like the Clark, like the Kent household inside. And then a uh, Smallville, like main street. Um, yeah. Those are probably your two big sets. And then whatever set like Lex is going to be focusing in most of the time. Yeah. It's a little unfortunate to like tear the thing down. I, I don't love it. I, I think they'll have to be creative. I, I could see them moving back to Metropolis for the final season, uh, maybe, maybe make it in full circle, especially because it gives you an excuse not to see some of the characters as much if you're in Metropolis. I, I could definitely see them doing that for a budget reason. A little apartment set could be really easy to uh, have. So we'll see. I, But, yeah, we'll see. All right, so for the next one on my list here, I have I want Jordan to be fully – capable to be Superboy uh in this season. I want yeah. them to stop. I end up usually on Jordan's side here, not just because it's my name, but I, I think sometimes they are babying him a little bit too much with not wanting him to handle stuff himself that he can easily handle uh and stuff like that. So I'm hoping that that part of the story is kind of wrapped up before the finale and uh allows him to actually be a helpful <laughs> member of you know, 
uh, Superman and Lois in this, uh, whether it's going up against Lex or him just taking care of some stuff around the town while Clark and Lois are really focused on Lex. I just want to see him really be able to be his, uh, his full self. So this is a final season. And what I would like to see with Jordan is him to be come Superman 2.0. I'd love him to be Superman and say, Hey, you know, dad, you can go off with mom and, you know, retire for a little bit. You, you can count on me. You can trust me. And I'd love to see them have that trust. I'd love to see him become what Clark is to the world. And so you can either have two Supermans or he can take his father's place. I think that would be great. I also think it would be really cool to see Clark training him a little bit more and training him in like a fun way, not like a, you're not ready. I don't like this way. I, I really would like to see him embrace his powers. Uh, I really would like to see it. One thing I'm relieved about is that because this is the final season, we're probably never going to have that jump the shark moment where Jonathan gets powers. So I would love to just fully explore Jordan uh, as a successor to Superman. So Superboy 100%, I'd love to see first half of the season him get a lot of confidence and build that trust with his father. In the second half of the season, I'd like him to be positioned to be the Superman of the future, the man of tomorrow, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good uh, point with Jordan. You know, I, we just need, I don't know. I just really need um, that to be resolved uh, mm-hmm. in a nice way. And I want it to be resolved earlier in the season, not wait for the finale. Cause I don't want them to spend the 10 episodes they have just kind of going through the paces of him being, uh, upset with his dad and you know like let's let's yeah. move this story forward we got 10 episodes let's knock it out of the ballpark and like you said hopefully that means no john uh getting powers which is something i know a lot of john fanboys have been wanting because in the comics yeah john has powers but in the comics there's no jordan so in this point you know it was really a mystery it's what sets the we, show all apart. Thought, we, we all thought john was going to get the powers because of his name because of the opening of the show, he didn't. And I much rather the way that they've gone about it. Um, hopefully they give John something good to do too, because he hasn't had much to do, especially last season. Um, I want him to have a fully fledged thing for, for 10 episodes. But uh, so was the yeah. Jordan stuff, your number two as well there, or you got something else? I, I have something very Jordan related, but okay. it's different. Number two, I want happy endings for everybody. And I want Jordan and Sarah to finally figure it out and be happy. Uh, I would love them to kind of be the next generation of Superman and Lois I, in this reality. That would, that would be great. I think they spent a lot of character investment on Sarah in the show. I know she's not a regular anymore, but I think Jordan and Sarah need to just figure this out and, and you know, be together that would be great i know they kind of had that mutual parting at the end but i to me jordan's end game is being superman and sarah so that's that's what i want to see and i'd like to see lana and john henry irons be happy at, together and i'd like to see 
Super made the lowest finish as strong as ever. So I want happy endings for everybody. I want this world to live on, even though we're not going to see it anymore. I want, I just want everything to kind of be tied up into a nice little bow and you get a nice montage of everyone having their future. I want to see little glimpses of their future because we're never going to see these characters again in this iteration. So number, I just want happy endings and I want the characters end games to make sense to what they are. And the romantic relationships I think are really, uh, I, I, that they kind of been working on just, just go for it in this one. Yeah. You know, you, you just kind of took it from me a, a little bit there. I've been saying this since we figured the show might get canceled. But I don't want a definitive ending for the characters. What I mean by is something like Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, right? Where he is no longer Batman. He's out in a cafe. He was only Batman for like two years, you know, because eight years of hiding, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to know that Superman and Superboy are still out there saving the day. Lois is still saving the day with her reporting. Jonathan is doing something important. So I want them to have their plot lines wrapped up this season, but I want it to not be like Clark hanging up the cape at the end of the season saying, Jordan, you've got this. No, I want Superman to still be Superman doing stuff. And it just kind of hint that they're still doing stuff now. Mm-hmm. We're just never going to see it. You know, right. um, a, a show that kind of does that is like Smallville, which I keep coming back to. It's another Superman show. But when you have, uh, Smallville the whole time he's not Superman he is you know not in the suit the finale he puts the suit on he you know saves the day and you just know it's hinted he is going to be Superman he is now starting that journey and that's just kind of what I want for both these characters of specifically Jordan and and uh, Clark keep doing what you're doing save the day that is the main thing um you know, take Lex down or, you know, whatever they're going to do in this season, but still know that there is, you know, that they're out there doing what they need to do. That's my third point here, whether it's a time skip, I think they could even shove a time skip in here if they need it to, that shows them two working side by side on, on something at the very end and just leaping into the sky to save the day both of them ripping the shirt open or something as the mm-hmm. camera fades out, you know, That'd something just to let us know they're in good hands going forward. Yeah. You know, I, I always thought the advantage of having a character like Supergirl is that you had two Kryptonians. You always had one on earth. You always, you know, if Superman goes out in space or something. I always thought that having two was such a powerful thing. And it kind of brings closure to Superman's story of being the last son of krypton you know you know to propel his legacy on a little further so to have that with jordan would be great so i agree 100 percent. like i just agree 100 percent with everything you said i don't think there needs to be an end of the show i don't think anyone needs to be killed off i i think it should just be a show just give me that happy mushy ending that last episode i really want to be like the future version of what we saw when you know they relived all the past Superman and Lois moments in that that episode where he's under uh, the control of his brother Tal Talro, 
and like the reminiscent of all the memories with Lois and his life up to this moment. I want it to be like the future version of that. Um, that I need one episode of just the future version of that. That that'd be great. Um, yeah, I hundred percent co-sign everything you're saying. All right, and your third item. All right, so my third item here is I want to see Lois be part of what brings Lex down. I don't want it to just be uh, Superman versus Lex Luthor. I think the best part of what they set up is Lex Luthor is Lois's villain. Um, is very much Lois's villain. So I want Lois to be integral to the story with Lex Luthor. And I want to see her be aggressive with it and not back down to Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor, he called her out. He said, retire or I'll make you retire. I think that fight between them could be as iconic as those moments we were talking about with Superman and Lex being the uh, ideological opposites having those showdowns with the suit and, you know, and I also would love to see, it's just a caveat. I would love to see Lex figure out that Clark is Superman. I think that would be really cool. Cause it really annoys me that they've made it pretty obvious that Clark is Superman in the show and nobody figures it out. I, it's something that as a Superman fan, I kind of get over, um, Superman and Supergirlfriend, I kind of get over that. Um, I do agree that people don't want to see the hero in front of them, all that that stuff. I get it 100% that people just assume that he's not Superman, that he looks like Superman. I understand, but I would love to see someone else figure out that he's Superman. Or, you know, someone uh, say, yeah, I knew the whole time. I love that kind of stuff. I, You know, with The, the Flash, when Singh was like, yeah, Barry, I, I, I know you're The Flash. I love that. I, I, I love that a lot. So um, I'd love to see Lex figure it out and be that much more intimidating because he figures it out. I wouldn't even mind Superman telling the world he's Superman. I kind of love that ending of Supergirl where Kara is just like, hey, by the way, my name's actually Kara Zarel. I am Supergirl. And he's told the world. I don't mind that at all. I, you know, this idea of, hey, they need secrecy. Well, they're always, that family is always under attack anyway. So, right, right. You know, I, it, it gets a little silly. So, I would love to see Lois have a huge part to play in bringing Lex Luthor down. And I'd love Lex to figure out that Clark is Superman. All right. So, that's six items, most of them different uh you know different spins on some of the stuff we were saying there of what we're looking forward to in superman and lois season four which is supposed to arrive probably in late summer mid-summer of 2024 um we don't know when it's really going to start filming uh some of these things are filming really quick like i think deadpool starting this week or next week right before thanksgiving um but yeah, yeah. So the this set will... photos for that are just going to set the internet on fire. Yes, that's yeah, a whole I mean, other conversation. Have with the though. Wolverine, uh, the Wolverine uh, yeah. already set everyone on fire. Um, but yeah, so we're looking forward to that. We will. I think we decided to. We're going to try to do an episode every week for that show instead of doing mm-hmm. what we did every four. It's only ten weeks. 
Uh, that'll be our topic for those 10 weeks, along with a little news segment if any big news drops during the show. Uh, so, you know, make sure when the season four premieres, you are listening to us each week as we will be breaking down those final 10 episodes of Superman and Lois. You want to be listening to us anyway. I mean, we, we yeah, got true, do- true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now if you uh, want pie takes, you have to listen to Jordan's Marvel show. Yes. But <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of, so on to the infinity saga and beyond, I had Chris and Ron on and we talked the Marvels and lots of inf- lots of stuff came up, including what the best pies are and uh, a pie take that took Ron by such disgust uh as well so you want to make sure you check that out and hear what happened Mm -hmm. on that show we also talked the movie of course and what that mid-credit scene means for the future of the mcu um yeah so i think we won't have an episode next week because of the holiday so we'll think of something to come back uh and Mm -hmm. talk about the week after um oh, oh let me i guess also plug this over on the pod awakens starting next Wednesday, every week or two, uh, we're not locked in for it to be every week right now, but every week or two, my friend Logan and I are going to recap a batch of Clone Wars episodes in chronological order, starting with uh, the first two episodes in the chronological order on StarWars.com. You can listen to the trailer for that now on The Pod Awakens, and it'll tell you what two episodes to watch and prepare for for next Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Logan has never seen the show before. I have seen it once through, so it's fun to revisit for me. And it's that might be a cheat code for me catching up on that. So I might like you know be like, oh, these are the episodes I need to watch. Yep. And then I can exactly. listen to you guys, and that you know that might be a way for me to cheat code getting caught up on Star Wars. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to do it too, because then. You know, we're telling you what order chronologically, which throws people mm-hmm. off because they are all over the place. So, uh, and then have a reason uh, yeah. to, right? Like it forces you, like it's forcing me to rewatch. I've been wanting to rewatch, but the fact that he came to me and said, let's do this, I'm like, all right, I'm locked in now. I got to do it. So I'm looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah, it drives me a little crazy because I'm like, I kind of am always like, I got to watch things in order. That is in order. So right. that'll be interesting to watch <laughs> along with you guys. As I listen to you, because I do enjoy having Jordan in my ear um, on various All shows. All the time, yeah. Yeah, it's like I <laughs> you're one of my go-to for my walks with my dog. You know, I I listened to you and Ron talk about Marvel and Spider-Man 2 the other day. Um, so that, that was cool. Um, you know, I never played Spider-Man 2 because I don't have a PS5. I don't play enough to justify spending the money on the console. That's you my got a shout-out in that one, though. I, you know what I, I did, you know, I did appreciate Ron dancing, you know, doing the dancing for yes, me. Yes. I, I, you know, I actually felt bad because I actually realized I didn't dance before with the countdown oh, today. It's all right. So it's all right. I felt like Ron would be so let down. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that I was being a bad friend to Ron because I know he loves it so much. For some reason. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like you said, we talked Spider-Man 2 over there. Um, it looks like I'm going to be chatting with Ron maybe on Friday for an emergency uh, podcast for Marvel because a lot of Marvel news has dropped today. 
And I'm thinking before the holiday, I'm going to want to get something out about this because next week my plan is to not record an episode of anything. You hear that, <laughs> Goose? We have a walk. We have a podcast to walk, though. This is great. <laughs> great job. Then, Goose uh, is happy. Yeah, so I'm looking forward uh, to that as well, which is uh, for people that don't know, apparently there's some big uh, maybe Reed Richards' cast, and we have um, – you know, a new trailer for What If today. We had a new trailer for Madam, Madam Web. Web. Um, yeah. So we'll Watch talk all trailer. that. We'll talk all that kind of stuff. Also, one thing we're looking to do in the future here is get Ron, Chris, and I together on the Marvel Pod to do a draft of our X Men teams for what we would yep. want in the MCU. So I, I'm already thinking. You know what? I'm going to have to rewatch. You know, I'm going to have to dive into all the X Men movies. Yes, X Men's <laughs> really never been my thing. So like I'm gonna have to like become an expert really quickly on this stuff. Uh, that should be fun. Uh, yeah. And also, shout, give me some comic recommendations uh, off air, and uh, oh, yeah, maybe yeah. I can catch up with that because I want to read more Marvel too. So um, definitely, yeah. I, so I my thing about nerdum is I was actually went to the Marvels in a Runberry run shirt and a flash hat because I realized you know my spending habits tend to go to dc because that's what i'm most and then you let us down you let us down because you left and i let you you down yeah because then you left and went to the store and you bought more dc stuff Uh, yeah no i did i did (laughs) and the okay i looked at the captain marvel figure that they had they only had one captain marvel figure and it looked like one of those cheap action figures with the mold wasn't very good Mm -hmm. and it it only had was it Captain a Marvel Mar- Legends figure or was it a smaller figure? Like it was it, it was a Marvel Legends figure, but like it had just the Captain Marvel head with like the mask and like the the the, the hair Mohawk. thing at the top. Yeah. So like it that was the it didn't come with like an alternative like Brie Larson head that uh, okay. that, that I thought looked kind of weird with the way the mold was. And I was just like, I don't want to spend the money on this. Um, I almost bought a zombie Captain America figure. That was kind of cool looking. Mm. I might go back and get that because it was really awesome. Like his shield was like all screwed up and like he was like zombie face. Um, And then there was also a really cool Hulk figure. There's cool Marvel stuff there. But like, dude, I got Project Superman. Flashpoint Project Superman. That's pretty cool. I, I I was like, yeah. I figured once you said there was a Flashpoint figure, that's where you were. That's what you were getting. <laughs> well, so the thing is, the DC in that store, turning a, uh, the DC thing and then the Marvel thing are like right next to each other. So they're like mm-hmm. separate. Like there's like separate sections, but like you can walk from one to the other. And I I was looking at a lot of Marvel stuff, and you know there was a really cool Thanos figure I thought about getting, but like it was like a really I just. I spend my money on DC. I, it's, it's it's a problem. <laughs> I get excited. I get excited about the DC stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you some recommendations off. It's there. not like I walked out of there with nothing cool. You yeah, know? true, true. Um, but yeah, no, this was this was great. Uh, so we had a lot of news for the DCU. We're look, both looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked some Superman and Lois, uh, season four. So. Uh, hopefully, hey, everyone, send us your wants for Superman and Lois Season 4. You can send them to elseworldsdcfan at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out the blog, which I've you know, had some reviews on. I've also been putting some comic reviews on the Marvel website as well. And uh, 
I know, Chris, you've been writing a few articles. You wrote an ode to God, yeah. uh, an ode to uh, Arkham, right? Uh, the series. Mm-hmm. And then you also wrote and... why the Flash worked for you for the movie. So, yeah, and I, I will have more content up there. Uh, right now, I am just trying to finish some projects for school. Yeah, and it's once, reaching that time that, of year. You know, because I've been writing for Russell Street and doing the school. So, like, I once I have a little bit of a window and an idea, you'll get more Elseworlds blog. Um, I do want to say about that store that I was at, The I went up to the cashier and I said, I got to get out of here before I spend my entire checking account here. <laughs> and she goes, you were in here a while. I saw you look at a lot of stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm hoping some of it's here when I come back. so it's uh it's a cool store uh in the mall they opened a store in pennsylvania apparently so attorney uh, collectibles it's it's freaking awesome what mall is it in owings mills it's westminster oh okay westminster um i usually go to the westminster theater there's a lot less people it's usually not that crowded um Mm -hmm. i actually like the theater better the amc in owings mills is just always crowded and the lines for popcorn are always long. And Westminster, it's like, you know, never that bad. Uh, you know, every now and then you'll go to a seven o'clock showing and you'll be like, yeah, people are going to the movies. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the cozy Westminster. The Westminster one used to not have reclined seatings. Now that they have reclined seatings and like all the amenities of like a nicer, like a bigger theater, they're cool. Mm-hmm. The only problem, the only problem I have with the Westminster theater is they usually don't have the popcorn buckets and stuff like that. So I like, if I want like the merchandise, I will go to the Owens Mills theater because the AMC usually has cool popcorn buckets and stuff. Right. Like I got my flash popcorn bucket. I was actually really disappointed because it was the second time I saw the movie and it was pretty late into the flashes run and they still had the buckets and I thought it was depressing that at that point in its run, they still had that many buckets. They probably had a they're billion like, yeah. of them in the back. They're like, we have a ton of these. I was like, can I get a discount? And they're like, not really, but like, we have a ton of these. <laughs> like, you sh- like, the cashier literally was like, yeah, you should. But yeah. that's funny. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, that's a pretty cool bucket, though. And um, the Westminster one did, did have a cool Guardians of the Galaxy bucket. I got a rocket one there. That was the only time I've ever seen them have one. Hmm. Well, that wraps us up here. Uh, so next week, uh, like I said, we're off for the holiday. We'll come back later. And then December will be pretty busy because we're going to have Merry Little Batman we're going to cover. And we're going to mm-hmm. cover Aquaman too. Yeah. Lost Kingdom. Yeah. So we'll have some good stuff in December as well. And then we're- after that, yeah. we're going to have to come up with stuff for the drought. Um, yes. More- we're gonna. Have, we've been coming up with some creative ideas. I think you're gonna have plenty of content from the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be bi-weekly at times. It might yes. be weekly. It depends. Probably. It really depends on what we have to give you. You know. Um, you know how many ideas I could come up with when I can't sleep. That's usually you know, it's either that or like morning, like right as I'm eating breakfast. I don't know why. Those are when I come up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, there cool. we go. So, uh, reach out to us at Elseworlds DC fan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, like I said, check out the blog for our reviews and just musings over there. Yeah. Um, 
Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy your holidays. Happy Thanksgiving if you're here stateside, and we'll catch you next Mm -hmm. time.